Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Heal Squad, welcome. Happy Thursday. Happy Throwback Thursday. We have the one and only Dr. Amen on the show today. You know him. We love him. We can't get enough of him. This man is phenomenal. He's a 12 times New York Times bestselling author. Oh, my God. That was hard to say. (laughs) He is on a mission to end mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. He's a psychiatrist, a physician. He's a brain expert. Oh, my gosh. This episode was taped during the height of the pandemic, but the conversation is still so relevant. So we really wanted to re-air it so you guys could, you know, soak up what he's saying, really Take those tools, put them in your toolbox, the ones he's sharing. He talks about havening in this episode. And oh my gosh, I can't even tell you guys, this is a tool that, gosh, Maria and I both have kept in our toolbox since we heard it. It's really, really beautiful. So we hope you enjoy. If this is your first time, you know the drill. Take those notes. If this is your second or third, take those notes still. We love you guys. And please share this episode with a friend, with a family member, with someone who could really benefit. It means the world to us. And again, this topic is just so... It's so important right now. So spread the love. Let's keep getting better together and have a good rest of your day. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together with me and my crew. Anyhow, so happy to be back with you guys today. Um, We are here to get better because when you know better, you get better. Our quote of the day, don't believe everything you hear. Even in your own mind. Ooh, Dr. Daniel Amen does it again. He is our guest today on the show. He's been here before. Of course, he's uh, been rated one of the most popular psychiatrists in the country. Um, he's got clinics all over and his work is uh, revolutionary. So we're really excited to talk to him. So we got Kelsey yeah, on mentioned- deck. It's really Jeff. interesting. He had mentioned just hopping in that um, like he's seeing a whole new clientele in terms of his wow. patients. Like he was used to a kind of particular type of person and mm-hmm. he's seeing, you know, that suburban mom who never thought she'd even have a conversation about mm. mental health because of this time right now. So I think if you're like the patients that Dr. Amen is seeing and you're recognizing that it's a much harder time right now than usual, this is the episode for you. Got it. I also have to say, everyone in the chat says, Maria, we can hear you. Yay, because 
Because I was just going to ask again. I was a little nervous. We haven't been in the studio in a minute. Yeah, so weird. They um, can hear you. Good, good, good. Thank you guys for joining, of course. And if you haven't already, let's help each other. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, go on over to YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are, and click subscribe. And then we'll continue to help you by bringing in these amazing guests and these amazing thought leaders. Um, and you'll get those little notifications, which is really cool. And you won't miss an episode. Okay, so let's get to our interview with Ooh. Dr. Amen. So excited. Uh, the Washington Post called him the most popular psychiatrist in America. Has uh, He's revolutionized brain research, scanning, and mental health diagnoses through his eight clinics and millions of followers spread across the U.S., his revolutionary work has garnered praise from movers and shakers like Dr. Phil to Miley Cyrus. And as Jeff said earlier, he's noticed a dramatic shift in his usual clientele during COVID-19 and recognizes that this chapter of our human history is just as risky for mental health as it is for physical health. So Dr. Eamon, thanks so much for joining again. Hi, Maria. Good to see you. Great to see you. I love How the blue shirt. <laughs> Tell me, um, since we, we've just mentioned that your usual clientele has shifted, what has it shifted to? What have you seen that's different? You know, the incidence of people who are suicidal just skyrocketed. I mean, obviously, as a psychiatrist, it's something I've dealt with my whole career, but never in the numbers that we're seeing now that isolation often leads to hopelessness mm -hmm. and people don't see a way out. Um, so suicidal behavior, addictions have just skyrocketed. And this, uh, you know, you and I have talked about the ants, the automatic negative thoughts that steal your happiness. They're just running over. Yeah, people. explain that for people who may not have seen that episode. It's a really important thing to know. So whenever you have a thought, your brain releases chemicals. And whenever you have a happy thought, your brain releases chemicals that make you feel good. And whenever you have a sad thought, your brain releases chemicals that make you feel sad. Thoughts are automatic. They just happened. And about 30 years ago, I coined the term ants, automatic negative thoughts, the thoughts that come into your mind automatically and ruin your day. And so you need to develop and every other thought your brain releases, you need to develop an internal anteater to kill the ants, to get rid of them so they don't infest your mind. And anyone who's watching the news now has a higher ant population mm. because they're just all over our society. So what's the raid? <laughs> so the raid is, <laughs> I love that. Whenever you feel sad or mad or nervous or out of control, write down what you're thinking and ask yourself, is it true? If you can absolutely know that that's true. And learning how to discipline your thoughts is just critical to um, being happy, being purposeful, and not be overwhelmed with negativity. So some people have a bias toward positivity, but so many of my patients have a bias toward negativity, which literally feeds depression. 
and feeds anxiety disorders. Where you bring your attention determines how you feel. And so if I bring my attention to the really wonderful people in my life and the purposeful nature of our work, my grandbabies, I feel happy. But if I bring my attention to the societal unrest, the political divide, the scary things of no toilet paper in the grocery stores, I'm going to feel anxious and afraid. So I can literally train my brain to look for what's right or train my brain to look for what's wrong. I love that. I think kind of egotistically also, we're all trying to predict, right? Because we want to be right. So I find myself wanting to predict what's going to happen. And I'll be like, oh, I think this is going to happen. Or I think that's going to happen. And I'm like, wait, I'm obsessing about stuff that has no, like, there's nothing that I can really predict and nothing I can really control because you're you're trying to figure out what's the solution to all of this. How can I get out of this pain? How can I, you know, try to anticipate what's coming so that I'm ready for it? Um, are you finding that people are are kind of in that space and maybe that's also bringing like darkness? Well, one of the ants, I have nine different kinds of ants that I talk about. And dragons, which we might mention, but the ants, there's a fortune telling ant where you arbitrarily begin to predict mm -hmm. things are going to turn out badly, even though you don't have clear evidence for it. And that is the ant that drives panic attacks. Every patient I've ever had that have had panic attacks they're masterful at predicting the worst. And then they just make things worse. So before I knew how to really manage my mind, I would always be in the future with fear. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that gives you tummy aches and it gives you headaches and it gives you relationship problems. And I realized the only people who should really be predicting the worst are contract lawyers, so you want yeah. your lawyer to predict the worst for you and make sure the contract's right. But other than that, you really want to start looking at what's right, not at just what is wrong. Yeah, I know, because when I was before I hit the road, gosh, it was been like six weeks or so. Yeah. Um, I had gotten to like a darker place because I was thinking about what was coming and it was just so dark what was coming in my head. And I was so fearful and, you know, almost like the world was like starting to kind of cave in a little. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And Kevin, my husband, was like, you're going to bust. You need to get out. And luckily, I had been asked to go speak at Tony Robbins seminar in Florida. And that was my out. I left. And when it was time to come home, my husband said, don't come home. <laughs> He's like, you need a break. And what's funny is I'm here in the woods um, with family and, you know, Kelsey and friends and everything just changed. You know, I've stopped thinking about those things. I've stopped watching the news. I'm totally focused on my, you know, health and my work and whatever. And just the breeze and the trees are changing everything for me. And I know it's because my focus is there and in awe of the, the nature that I'm seeing and the garden and whatever. 
And I'm not focusing on that because as you said, focus equals feeling. And so if we can shift where our focus is going, we can shift what we're going to feel. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. So two tiny habits that will help you with this every day is when you wake up in the morning, say to yourself, today is going to be a great day. That's actually on the top of my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Because when I say that to myself, then my unconscious mind finds why today is going to be a great day. And for those of you who have children, if you do this at breakfast, it will set the kid's day up to be positive. And then before you go to bed at night, um, what I do is I say a prayer and then I go, what went well today? And I just review the good things about my day, which sets my dreams up to be more positive. Now, the pandemic has not been all joyful for me. You know, I have eight clinics around the country. We had to close our Manhattan clinic for a couple of weeks because one of my um, young employees ended up on a ventilator. Um, And then er my mom and dad and sister got COVID. And then in early May, I lost my dad. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. And the night I lost my dad, and it was a stressful day. But because when I go to bed, I have this routine, it's a habit, right? All of us have habits. Uh Because it was a habit, I went, what went well today? And even though it was a terrible day, I got to be there for my mom. 
I got hundreds of texts from my friends, from his friends. And there were so many beautiful parts to that day. And so I actually slept like a baby. And you have to develop these things as habits. So when a pandemic comes, it doesn't run over you, right? I mean, we all have pandemics in our lives, whether you get divorced, you get diagnosed with cancer, you lose your job, you have financial problems, right? I mean, this has just magnified everything mm -hmm. for us. But the night it happened, for me, it was March 10th because I got um, a trip completely canceled. I was going to New York for a new book launch. And I wrote down mental hygiene is just as important as washing your hands. Mm -hmm. We need to disinfect our thoughts because the next pandemic is a mental health pandemic. And we already know since March, depression has doubled. So we need to, this is serious stuff. Uh, learning how to manage our mind in the middle of an election season where the news literally is not the news anymore. It's clickbait. What is going to get you to tune in to watch and you have to turn it off, yeah. especially around children, right? I mean, read the paper, read on your phone app for like 10 minutes a day, and then you need to leave it alone because it's actually not the news anymore. It's to steal your attention. Yeah. Wow. Um, I used to have that morning habit. I would do some like yoga poses in the morning and I'd, I'd finish just hugging like the sun and just saying today's going to be a great day. And every time I did it, it was every time I did it, every time I didn't do it, it was shaky. <laughs> and I do my gratitude list at night. And I have spoken about this often. You realize that you only before that, you'll remember the things that were bad in the day. But if you do the gratitude list, you'll be so surprised that there are so many really great things that happened that you actually forgot and just to totally took for granted. I say that so that I can reinforce what you just said, but I, I do wanna ask because so many people have suffered with loss in COVID, whether it was to COVID or um, another ailment or situation accident or some version of death and the trauma of not being able to be with that person <laughs> is something I can't even imagine. So I wonder if you could walk people through <coughs> how this uh, experience was for you. Obviously, you have incredible tools in your pocket. Um, you know, this is, you know, um, probably different for you. And the reason we do this show every day is to arm people with tools so that when their pandemic hits, they don't get run over because we all are going to get hit at some point with some crisis and we need to be ready. Um, take us through that if you would. I didn't know that information about your dad and I'm I'm very sorry to hear that, but I think that you could probably help a lot of people who are suffering. And I've seen on my Instagram, lots of people who are sad and lost somebody and it's traumatic right now. It is. And what I decided to do was go on Facebook uh, for two months and just talk about grief and loss and how do you do this? So um, the death dragon. So I have a new book coming out in March called Your Brain is Always Listening. And part of it is about the dragons from the past 
that breathe fire on your emotional brain. And one of the 13 dragons is the grief and loss dragons. Um, and it's like, you know, it can be from losing someone you love to losing something important like your health or your money um, your or to even losing an idea like we're going to go back to school in the fall. Um, all of those things can lead to grief. And so how do you deal with that? And, and the first thing is you tell yourself the truth, that it's sad. When my dad died, my wife, the first week after, I would just sit in my office and cry listening to his voicemails mm. because I knew it was important not to block the sadness. Mm. And so honor him. And then crazy thing happened. Like four days later, I'm at my mom's house going through stacks of paper with her. And then I see a picture of my dad dead in the mortuary uh, before they cremated him. And I'm like, and that picture started to haunt me. Ooh. And I just noticed, I thought about it with irritation and sadness like five times that day. And there's a simple technique called havening. It's based on something called alternate hemisphere stimulation. Um, and I don't know if you've heard about EMDR, but it's the same thing. It's a specific psychological treatment for trauma, except what you do is you take your hands, put them on your shoulders, cross your arms, put them on your shoulders, and just stroke down for 30 to 60 seconds. And so I got that image that was terrible in my mind. And as I did that, the image started to change. And I would say things like, my dad's at peace. I'm so grateful I had him. He will always live in me and through his babies and grandbabies. And I have to tell you, after about an, a minute, I could tell the picture had no power over me. And then it became a picture I actually um, love because it's the last image of him. And so whenever you're upset, whenever you just feel that anxiety come, feel it. So too many people block it. They overeat, they're smoking pot, they're drinking alcohol. No, that's just the wrong thing for your brain. Feel it, but then stimulate. Because, you know, when you're holding your left shoulder, it's actually stimulating the right side of your brain. And when you're holding your right shoulder, it's stimulating the left side of your brain. And doing this together calms the fear center in your brain and activates your frontal lobes. And so um, too often, we just don't have the tools to get rid of the anxious, negative thoughts and feelings. And then obviously write down the negative thoughts you have because with grief often comes guilt. I should have, could have, would have. Uh, and those things just aren't helpful. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And then what I always say, when it comes to grief, fix sleep first, because grief can really mess with sleep. But if you don't sleep, it turns off 700 health promoting genes and you're going to get sick yourself. And throughout this pandemic, despite the losses, I think my stress level has been like on a scale of one to 10 of three, because I just believe that whatever is going to happen, I'm going to be able to manage. And part of it is I've managed the death dragon. And that's the dragon that you almost think of the um, second to last episode of Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. when Daenerys was on the dragon and just wiped out King's Landing. Well, so many people have that image about what's going on. And the fact is, we're all going to die. If you don't deal with the death dragon, your life is going to be much harder. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who is the psychiatrist, was famous for her book on death and dying, wrote that it is the denial of death that is partially responsible for people living empty, meaningless lives. Because when you think you're going to live forever, um, you don't do the things you know that you must do today. And so um, I've been wrestling with my death dragon ever since I was in college and took a class on death and dying. But it's just so important. I actually have the seven things that are good about dying. I just carry them around in my head. I don't have to deal with LA traffic anymore. I don't ever have to see the dentist that, you know, really, I mean, he's got a drill and sharp objects that he puts in your mouth. Like, I'm not okay with that. I don't have to play chicken with the cyclist on the road anymore. It's like, why are you trying to get me to kill you? <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, oh my. Well, I, um, I wonder when you talked about the shoulders being the left and the right side, can you explain that a little bit more? Cause that was very interesting to me. So whenever you touch the left side of your body, it's actually felt in the right side of your brain. Ah. And the same thing is true. So for the right side, because your brain has um, tracks that cross. So which is why if you get a left hemisphere stroke, you're paralyzed on the right side. Well, researchers have found in studying treatments like EMDR that when you stimulate both hemispheres at the same time, that it actually calms down the fear centers in the brain. And it's just so simple, so powerful. I had a child that was, their parents read them a scary book. Don't read children's scary books. And right, if you look at Grimm's fairy tales, they're grim. Um, Don't do that before bed unless you hate your children. (laughs) um, But the child just got stuck 
on it. And the mom, he's one of my patients. The mom called me, what do I do? And what we did was this alternate hemisphere stimulation, you know, stimulating his left and right arms like this and gave him some really simple suggestions. And he went to sleep and the book, the book is called The Book That Eats People. Oh, I mean, my Lord. Do not read that book to children. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. So I was thinking even for my mom, because her left side is so weak because of the brain tumor on her right side, that would mean to stimulate the left side, she would have to touch her right shoulder and her right side to try to get her left side to work. Right? Right. Um, and in physical therapy, they have techniques to help her do that. Oh, that's so interesting. But if she's anxious, if she's stressed and she can't reach, well, somebody can do that for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, I'm going to just start patting her right side. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Maria, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, but go do on. It on both sides. And another simple way to do it is just take your hands and do this. Yeah. And so like if you're in public and you're nervous about something, this might be a little too much for you. But if you do this, people aren't going to have, you know, they're not going to think you're crazy. What a great and tip. it's stimulating, again, both sides of the brain at once. And that's and what calms the fear center down. And that calms it down. Is it because yeah. it confuses the fear center? So it doesn't have time to think if you're doing this? Both sides are firing. So it's like, we're busy. We don't have time to be afraid. I think, no, I think it helps integrate Interesting. the information. Interesting. And too often when people have been traumatized, so we also have a wounded dragon. Um, and the wounded dragon is now everywhere. Um you just have to watch, uh, you know, the president or Governor Cuomo's press conferences. And there's just so much bad news in those <laughs> yeah. press conferences, right? That we're, we're wounded. And if you don't know how to process wounds, trauma, they get stuck in your emotional brain. And this just helps to get them unstuck. And so you actually bring up the trauma. So you I focused on that picture. And then as I did this, the energy around the picture went away. And then you plant new pieces of information. He's at peace. He's not suffering. I love him. He'll always be in me. And then it just goes away. It dissipates. Wow. Were you able to see him in the hospital? No. Right? So he, um, no. And I'm the one that diagnosed him. Wow. Both he, my mom, and my sister uh, had it. But I was on FaceTime with him every day. And they actually came out of the hospital. He was on the front page of the Orange County Register's COVID success. Wow. But he was just tired and and never fully recovered and a month later he just stopped breathing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I asked that because I know part of the trauma is you can't be with them. Like I know my biggest fear is being alone in a hospital because I have a trauma around that, multiple, one from childhood and then one even in adulthood. Um, 
there is nothing scarier to me than being alone and not being able to communicate what you need. And so my thing is, I, I feel so bad for people who are in there alone. It kills me because I just know how I would feel. Um, and I know that people... So we have to work on that. Yeah. We have to work on how you would feel because you're not a child and you are competent and you know how to ask for what you need. So I would actually take that fear because it's driven as so many of these dragons are driven by what happened when we were children. And I would take that fear and focus on it while you do this or while you do that and then replace it with, I know how to ask for what I need. I'm competent. It's going to be okay. And then you don't have to live with it um, because it's often our childhood fears that get stuck in our head. And then often helping the nine-year-old or the five-year-old from your extremely competent adult perspective, like really wrapping your arms around her uh, metaphorically and telling her it's going to be okay. It's one of the breakthrough moments in therapy I have with my patients. Wow. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's fair. That's a fair thought and statement. I will be working on that for sure. Um, What happens if I'm on a ventilator, though? I mean, if we're going to get into this, what happens if I'm on a ventilator and I can't explain that I'm in pain and that I need them to morph me up more? (laughs) You'll still have your hands Mm. because one thing we know that you are expressive. This is true. (laughs) You are assertive, right? So as I know you, bright, expressive, assertive, that it's, you know, everybody's got, I don't know if you remember the movie, Johnny Got His Gun. It was just the most horror, horrible horror flick about a guy who lost his limbs and he's on a ventilator and he can't communicate. And, you know. Glad I never saw that. You, yeah, don't go see it. (laughs) Uh, But but we have this idea uh, that we're just going to be powerless. Yes. And and so rarely is that the case. And you will have good help. Yeah. uh, That you've been blessed to be able. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. To know a lot about more about medicine than you want to know. Yep. And that you're going to have good help but allowing your mind to go to the dark place 
over and over actually creates a slide in your brain where it's just so easy to go to the dark place. Yeah. So you want to prevent that from happening by going like this again. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. I'll ask for what I need. Yes, um, all will be it's well. It's going to be okay. And then it's not because we're going to die. So yeah. you have to make peace. Yeah, that part with- I was cool yeah. with. Like before surgery, before brain surgery, I asked the kinesiologist, I said, can you like muzzle test me? I'm not afraid. And he's like, yeah, you're not. That's a problem. Let's work on that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That's, I have my like crazy fears. I just don't want to be stuck. Like I remember yeah. during surgery, they wanted to take me to an MRI and I was I was a hot mess. My eyes were going crazy. I couldn't see. I was like a wreck and I was like ready to hurl. And I couldn't really communicate, but Kevin could see I was suffering. And he's like, you're not taking her. And so Kevin was my communicator. Mm. And even when I got through that period and there were moments where I was in so much pain, he was so ahead of it that I didn't even need to say anything. I, like, I, I, I barely had a talk. He just knew what I needed. So I'm like, what if that happened again and he wasn't there? He will be. <laughs> so that's the trauma to deal with. And you, don't, you just don't want that stuck in your head. Yeah. That what if he wasn't there? And then, you know, you say that once and you don't discipline the thought and then it begins to circle. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's gone 800 times Mm. and it drives you to feel anxious and afraid. And it's our undisciplined, unquestioned thoughts that drive anxiety, depression, panic, and fear. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think that's such a great example for people to apply to themselves now um, because depression is such a problem right now. And I wonder if you have... I mean, I guess you could use the ANTS process for your depression, but what would you say to someone who says right now, I'm so depressed? Well, I'm horrified in the sense that the pharmaceutical industry is going to win on Mm. this. They're going to call their doctor and end up on antidepressants way too quickly without ever doing some of the natural treatments that are very effective. Um, Like? like omega-3 fatty acids. Everybody should be taking fish oil. Oh, I've been taking mine. Good girl. Yep. Everyone should optimize their vitamin D level. Low vitamin D is associated with depression and immune system compromise. So you should have your level tested and it should be somewhere around 70. Um, Saffron has actually been found in 21 randomized controlled trials to have the same positive effectiveness as antidepressants. Uh, So we actually make something called happy saffron that I just love. Curcumins decrease inflammation, but boost your mood and your memory. Exercise. The scent of lavender, get the highest quality lavender flowers you can, inhale it four times a day, has been shown, published in the journal Lancet, to have antidepressant qualities, walk like you're late, increase the number of fruits and vegetables you eat a day. There's a linear correlation up to 
eight, uh, showing that that increases your level of happiness. Um, bright light therapy. Uh, so if you get a light box, um, they sell them on Amazon. Um, we make one called Bright Minds Therapy Lamp. Um, half an hour in the morning helps mood, focus, energy, and sleep. It's been found for people who have seasonal depression to be as effective as antidepressants. So think of head-to-head against antidepressants, exercise, walking like you're late, four times a week for 45 minutes, fish oil, and then learning not to believe every stupid thing you think, writing down the ants. Now, if you do all of those things and you're still sad and you can't eat and you can't sleep, then talk to your doctor about medicine. Um, after, of course, he checks your thyroid, your vitamin D level, because those can also be involved in depression. But it's not the first thing to do. And I'm worried people go, oh, depression's common. Please give me something so I'm not depressed. And I'm not opposed to antidepressants. But once you start them, they're sort of hard to stop. Yeah. I have found we've tried it with my mom. And I have found the opposite. I've found her to become more depressed, more lethargic. I've not found them to be useful. And the second we take them off, take her off of it, things are, are different. I'm going to implement your list of natural depression remedies. I do some of them, like I do the lavender at night. I'm inhaling lavender on my wrists. I put it on my pillows. It's one of my like sleep rituals. Um, and I always walk like I'm late and um, and such. But I, I think this will be really great tips that we can put online for everybody um, to focus on. Those are really great tips. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on um, homeschooling right now and the mental health of children around homeschooling, because I know this is a very difficult time as parents are having to decide what they're going to do with their kids um, and, and you know, wrapping their heads around whether they should or they shouldn't. Um, and, and I know you have some positive effects of homeschooling, so I'd like to get into a little of that before we go. So I've actually been a huge fan of homeschooling for 30 years. I'm also a child psychiatrist. And really, who do you want to influence your children the most? Is it their friends? Is it their teachers? Or is it you? And with homeschooling, parents just have a lot more um, bonding. You know, it's been the best thing about this pandemic is eight out of 10 families say they are closer together. It's clearly true in my family. My youngest has just turned 17, but we also have my 10-year-old and 15-year-old niece, nieces living with us. The, the extra time together has been historically special. Um, and I like homeschooling for a couple of reasons. One, children get at least an extra hour of sleep because they don't have to get up early and get the bus or get ready. And children who just get one less hour of sleep at night than their peers have a higher incidence of depression and suicide. Wow! So I like that a lot. 
and and I like the parental influence. Now it's hard if parents have to work. It's hard socially. You really have to sort of figure out how am I going to get them more social interaction. But from a bonding and influence perspective, um, it just gives children a huge benefit. And I'm a fan this year of homeschooling because I know schools don't have it together yet. We're going back. We're not going back. This always plants anxiety in the children's heads. So if you can homeschool, I'm a big fan of that from a developmental standpoint. Um, I think the pandemic is just not going away. I think we're going to probably be into this until next fall. And so the more routine, the more consistency you can get. And if you really want to have happy, healthy children, you have to manage your own mental health. Children are like violins. They play the stress of their parents, turn off the news. They don't need to listen to that. But you need to take time to breathe, to kill your own ants, uh, to take care of yourself. Otherwise, your ants will jump on them and they'll be more anxious than they need to be. Wow. Oh, my. Damn, this is my favorite episode ever. I know. Um, I have so many notes. I uh, I want you to tell us about your new book, Your Brain is Always Listening. I know Dragons is a part of that new book, but what else can we expect from this new book? Well, I talk about the influences that change your brain in both a positive way and a negative way. And section one is about the dragons from the past that are still breathing fire on your emotional brains. Um, my favorite dragon is called the ancestral dragon, where the issues are in fact not yours. Mm. They belong to your mother, to your grandmother. Um, when my grandfather was 19, his brother, was killed in a horrific train accident. And my grandfather never drove a car and he gifted. So he had that trauma before he made my dad. And so that anxiety got transmitted down three generations. When I was a little boy, I used to bite my nails often until they bled and you have no idea why. And I think it's actually not my anxiety. It's what I got from my grandfather. And so if you're suffering for something and you don't really know why, mm -hmm. it may not be yours. Wow. And so learning about the ancestral dragon has been so helpful for many of my patients. How do you instruct people to look into that? Is there, is, do you explain that in the book? I do. Oh, and wow. part of it is really taking a deep dive into your own family history mm. that and before my dad died we just had great conversations mm. i want to know about what you were like uh, as a little boy <laughs> i learned so many some disturbing things uh but some really great things because yes you can inherit trauma but you also inherit resilience. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a maverick, which in my profession I am too. So I got to inherit that as well. Um, in the book, I also talk about the scheming dragons, uh, which is our society damaging us. 
right? There's the, you know, fast food dragons that are like, oh, you know, you see these commercials all the time, whether it's McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever, for these incredibly delicious mm -hmm. meals that are 8,000 calories and will definitely kill you early. <laughs> but those messages coming into our head, your brain's listening to that. And one of my favorite parts of the book is I have a new 12-step program for addicts. You know, the 12-step program was actually developed in the 30s. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. has not one thing to do with the brain. And so I decided, all right, if you're going to break free of addictions, you have to know how to fall in love with your brain and take care of it so you can deal with the craving dragon. So it's a really craving fun book, dragon. very practical. Is there a dragon um, on the cover? <laughs> there is a dragon. <gasps> yes! Uh, <laughs> I love it. Man, well, we have um, enough content in there for a whole other episode um, but for now, this was, I mean, jam packed with so much useful information and so many kind of aha moments that I'm grateful that we got to have you again. And so thank you for taking the time to, to be with us today. Well, it's always great to see you. Uh, I am grateful for you and for the wonderful work you do to help people. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we will see you soon, Dr. Amen. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Have a great one. Okay, really, guys? You guys. How do we get Woo! better episodes every day? I don't know. I'm like, I th I give myself enough space to keep, like, just a little chunk of notes, write down my ahas. I had to flip to the back. I was flipping to, like, <laughs> my lord. That was my amazing. Atlanta. Damn. That was really, that was like, boom, really boom, amazing. boom, boom, boom. I know. Moment. No, I know. Tip, tip. Tip, aha moment. Tip, yeah, no. tip, tip, aha moment. And easy to apply. That's what I loved about him. Str yeah. Hi, I'm doing How that all easy? the time. How easy? I Vitamin D, omega-3. So easy. Yeah, I have his omega-3s. I forgot I've been taking them. And so I have his focus and energy pills. I have his bright minds powder and I have his omega-3. So good. And the other day I was like, oh shit, I need to take this omega-3. So anyhow, Jeff, sorry. Yes, Jeff. I knew you were kind of jumping. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, first of all. And second of all, I just like him. I mean, oh, there's me a too. demeanor about Dr. Amen that's so warm. And like, of course, you'd want him to be your mental health expert, right? Like, I mean, this is the highest, most complimentary way, but he does remind you of like your really kind, warm grandfather mm. that's going to sort of help you through this. And I just, um, so much thanks for him for coming back on and, um, to his credit and his team's credit, he was really excited to come back on as well. So That's a good awesome. ally for the show. Yeah, I feel like another episode for him that would be amazing is to go through all those dragons yeah. and then really detail kind of how you conquer them, mm -hmm. right? Or how you tame them so mm -hmm. that they work for you. Because I feel like your dragons can work for you. Absolutely. Right? It's like your, your traumas, the things that you think were the worst things that happened could be, could be the best things yep. because you know like with every failure if you learn something mm -hmm. then it wasn't a failure mm -hmm. like there are ways to kind of spin all of these things to your advantage and so um i would love to do that interview again at some point well i hope that was helpful to you guys i hope that you enjoyed it um of course if you want to keep up with dr amen you can go to his website amenclinics.com we'll put that in the summary um of course um like we said if you would help us out by subscribing and by the way thank you for all the beautiful comments on apple podcasts and youtube and everywhere we're seeing them we're so grateful we're trying to get to a thousand comments 
on iTunes, um, on Apple Podcasts. Sorry, iTunes was like so <laughs> 2019 on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> uh, so if you could help us out and go over there and tell us what you think, that would be great. If you love an episode like this, um, share it with friends on social media so that they can see it and their friends can see it and we can bring in more people to help get them better and give them this incredible information. And so, uh, yeah, if you liked today's episode, by the way, check out episode number 33. It was our original episode with Dr. Eamon. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can visit Maria Menounos doc. And remember, be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menounos or mariamenounos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.